Lately, my thoughts got me distant. Darker days filling up darker minds. Stuck in this room that keeps spinning. Wondering how you been, where you hide. Late night drinking, wishful thinking. What if you were here? Morning waking, heart still aching. Something about the way you make me feel. I don't wanna mess up your night. I don't wanna put up a fight. I don't wanna trouble you, babe. But I gotta say, I don't wanna waste no more. First of all, listen, uh, it's interesting about all these young guys today. They never call on us and say, hey, thanks for the kind word and tell me how great a player I am. But when they play like crap and we call them out, they, we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm easy to find. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is your host, Nathan Snell of Big Nate Sports Talk Podcast. I hope you're all having a great evening. Hope you're all staying safe. Happy Wednesday. Excuse me. This is Season 10, Episode 22 of the podcast. And this episode, we are officially, officially debriefing the Washington Mystics. I will have this episode as well on the Keeping It 9450 Women's Basketball Network as well. Um couple things uh, up front I would like to say. Um, thank you for the, uh, the new subs. Thank you for the support you've uh, given me um, in this channel. Appreciate the new subs. Again, you get great content. Uh, please share the podcast. Please share um, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Big Nate Sports Talk. Much appreciated. Without your support, I don't know where I would be. Uh, it's much appreciated. A uh, couple things uh, to be on the lookout for. Um uh, we're recapping game two of the WNB Finals with Brendan Potts of the episode 24. I'm going to look out for that. And also to the Maryland versus SMU preview. We're also recapping uh, Buffalo and Charlotte as well. So be tuned in for that video for, Maryland, for my Maryland Turpin fans. Um, whatever happens with the WNBA Finals, um, that'll conclude season 10. Um, and then we'll trans get ready, go right into college football and NFL. Uh, we're just about almost right at the tail end for playoffs for baseball. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Um, and the college basketball will be upon us. So um, whatever happens, uh, that'll conclude season 10. I'll try to get like another couple, like two or three episodes in there before we uh, end the season. But um, I think, after two weeks, uh, Coach T, Mike Tebow, head coach, GM of the Washington Mystics, finally had his end-of-the-season media availability uh, just about 14, about almost practically two and a half weeks ago. Uh, that Monday, excuse me, Tuesday, uh, the ladies had their extra interviews. Um, those that were not present was Elizabeth Williams, Tiana Hawkins, Davina Westbrook, and um, 
Jasmine Jones, but we don't really count her because she was a late addition because we had enough. We had some salary cap to sign a 12th man to the roster. Um, that is on the YouTube channel already. Uh, check that out. Check it out if you haven't already. I have it. Uh, if you just see Washington Mystics end of the season, um, the availability. Um, well, first and foremost, um, let me just start off by saying this. Uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity that I was given, um, even though it wasn't from a standpoint of writing for being a beat writer or working for a, a large network. Um, I'm just grateful for the opportunity that I was given um, to be a part of a great group of journalists um, this season. Um, I've learned a lot of things and I'm super excited to to know what the future will hold. Um, I gave my flowers on Twitter to those that have helped me along the way. Um, I've also talked about it on the uh, Let's Talk Georgia football show with Anthony Handy and uh, Colin P from the DMV. Um, Sean Spencer. Um, I've also you know gave him his flowers. I've also talked to, to a couple of my, my OGs, uh, the GOATs, Cam Elliott, Marcus. I know who y'all are. Shout out to y'all. Um, I'm just grateful for the opportunity that was given to be a part of a great uh, media group. Um, where do I begin? It was a... From watching the team last year, this year, to going into this year, I, I didn't know what to really expect. To see a team that had two post players that could stretch the, I mean, you had Elena, you had Elena Deladon and you had Tina Charles. Um, I was not expecting Tina to just play, I mean, Elena, Elena excuse me, to play just one game. Um, then you're hearing um, after that loss against Minnesota where we, we, we were in there to the last game of the season to make the playoffs. And you're just hearing things about, you know, we need to do some self-reflecting. Um, we need our culture. We need to not rebuild but reset. You know, you're just hearing a lot of things like that going into this this season. And looking at the way the season was, I mean, to win 12 games, you know, we got to take into consideration that, you know, we had a lot of injuries. And remember, we're – we're coming off a pen, you know, we're coming off at, at the height of the pandemic where, I mean, let's keep it real. Uh, the Washington Mystics were not a full complete roster. Most of those teams in the boat were not a full complete roster because you had those that just chose not to play. Um, and you were signing random free agents. Um, you know, keep in mind, Ariel Powers departed from Minnesota. Latoya Saunders retired. Um, Tiana Hawkins departs in free agency. Um, you cut your number one, your, your first round pick in Kiara Leslie. Um, you didn't have a single draft pick in the 2020 draft. Oh, excuse me, the 2021 draft at all because you traded it for Tina Charles. Um, all three when you traded uh, a three-way trade from New York and um, Washington. I can't remember the third team off the top of my head, but the point I'm trying to make is, is that 
going into this year, there was a lot of questions that going into last year and going into this this season I had a lot of questions. What was going? To, what was the identity? What was the plan? Um, because we had to be, I, we had to be realistic. Atlanta didn't play all but one game. You know, was she going to be ready for this year? Um, it all account and made it look like it seemed like Tina was moving on. Um, she made it clear that she she's made it vehemently clear ever since really since she left. She wants to win a ring, and. Um, it just didn't work, unfortunately. Um, I was very surprised by the offseason moves, but particularly I was surprised that we had got a lottery pick. Um, and I felt that lottery pick, whoever it was, whether it was Ryan Howard, Melissa Smith, or Shakira Austin, was going to set the, the the tone for the for the Washington Mystics going forward. You know, and also to keep in mind, Alicia Clark was also out the whole season because of a foot injury. Some of the moves that were made, Rui Mishida signed from Japan, uh, who had a great performance in the Olympics. He brought back Tiana Hawkins. You obviously re-signed Shatori Walker-Campbell. You brought Elizabeth Williams on board. Um you pretty much had the core intact. Uh, everybody, for the most part, stayed healthy, came back. You know, you still had Ariel, Tosh, Leisha Clark, Elena, Maisha. Um, majority of everyone was back. The the only probably glaring issue was you had the number overall pick. And when you look at a hindsight 2020, I think it was a good I think it was the was the right decision to trade it because one I'm looking at these next couple drafts. Yes. Ryan Howard is a generational talent, but I don't think Ryan Howard, when you have uh, Errol Atkins, Amaisha Hines Allen, and I don't, I don't think that would have worked. I think you needed to build some, you need, I believe he, I will need, they needed a center. He did develop some paint presence and un, not just offensively on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you're getting Kristen Williams back next year, next season. Um, she was out because of a she of a knee injury. Um, I liked some. There were some things I liked, and I didn't like. Um, we really couldn't make the moves that I was hoping we could make in free agency. Um, but let me just go. Let's just get into the plus. The plus is. Um, we got back to the playoffs. Um, the last time that we missed the playoffs was the year before we got Elena. That was 2016. Uh, we were that team was actually honestly in the midst of a transition. Uh, he still has some remembrance of the 2013 team. He had Ivory Lada, Kia Vaughn, uh, Taylor Hill, uh, Tiara from Pratt, Tiana Hawkins, Bria Hartley. Uh, I think Steffi Dolson was still on that team, Emma Meeseman. Uh, that team only won 13 games. Oh, you had Kalia Copper as well. Um, if you remember, trade we traded in all that offseason, Kalia and Steffi to Chicago for Lena Deladon. And um, from there, it was just success. And l- l- last year, I-, I think, was a reality check. Not from the standpoint of dealing with injuries, but just 
more of it's time to revamp the identity. And I, I, I think that when you looked at, even though it was a short playoff run, like we were one of five teams that had a winning record. You know, Elena Deladon, who started in 25 games, averaged 17 a game. Um, Washington, we, we finished third and three-point percentage. Um, Shakira Austin, who I think should have been rookie of the year, she definitely made a case for rookie of the year. Um, we finished the best defensive rating in the in the league. I think it was like 96. Um there was, and, and also too, they, they praised culture. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I heard it in the X interview with the ladies. They preached culture, and um, when you look at it, it, it paid off. I think everyone held each other accountable. Everybody came to work, you know, wanting to be better, and set the tone of what a championship team looks like because. Majority of this this roster, excuse me, they have roster, they have champions. They 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 are champions. Natasha, Alicia, Elena, Maisha, and so forth, they're champions. Um, because I I I, I was surprised no one really touched on this, but there was a question. There was a point where Natasha Cloud said we we were like losing our culture, and. I, I I was hoping somebody would had put more emphasis on that. Um, but I mean, for the most part, those are the pluses. And then also too, like, you know, Coach T is only 22 wins from 400. Um, there, there's a lot of optimism for the future for the Washington Mystics. Now, painfully, Negatives. Um, while we were the best def- defense in the league, um, offensively, we were liability on, when it comes to production. We finished with the lowest pace in the league. I think it was like below 80 possessions per game. Um, I know Coach T has, has been very uh, staunch on this point of it's the worst stat in the league. It's like two possessions minimum than than compared to the other eleven teams. But my my eyes don't lie. Like we truly lacked firepower, especially when it came down to like when we saw the playoffs in Seattle, Chicago, Vegas. I mean, even though we did sweep Vegas, Connecticut during the regular season, um, that definitely we were definitely a lot of liabilities offensively. Like to see box scores where you've got a couple nights, some girls having bagels next to their name. Um, I'm seeing triple singles. I'm seeing one player having double digit points, and everyone's you get you may have a you may have sprinkled a 10 points here or 13 points there, but um, there was just no. There was no there was no urgency offensively. There was no ingenuity. And that 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 is a glaring thing that has to be fixed. 
Um, I I know I know after the the post the game two post interview post game media after game two Natasha was very staunch about I'm tired of talking about the past years but the facts but let's let's facts are facts we have been bounced out the first round since 2019 we are in this what have you done for me lately phase like that that's a reality that's something we that everybody from a from a organization from a coaching standpoint a front office standpoint and player standpoint that's going to have to be realistic because every year I, I've heard, well, we just need to get better. You know, we, you know, and and I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, you guys are champions, and we you keep saying we need to get better year in year out, and at some point, when do we start looking in the mirror and saying maybe that maybe there needs to be some changes? Um, I mean. I looking at the season, I think you got what you wanted, but I, I think you're gonna have to fix some things. Like I, I think you the, the key is what Coach T does in the offseason. Uh I think you need to go younger. With a wing player, um, I think you need some some bench scoring. I think you need a true point guard behind Natasha that can score the bat, score the ball. As much as much as I love Rui, Rui she's a pass first point guard, and she, to me, at times was an offensive liability. Um, you know, I I I, I don't want to like looking at this against Seattle. I don't. Home, home, being not not being on the road, that should not deter you from winning one game. I mean, we just didn't. We just we just were not, Seattle was the better team, um, and I don't and I don't compare that this this season to the 2018 finals loss because remember we had lost Taylor Hill, and Atlanta got hurt. We were practically <laughs> we were down two good. We were down two offensive weapons at that time. Um, I, I think that Washington has clearly stated that defense is their identity, and I respect that. But at, at some at some point, you're going to have to look at this core, and there's going to be some things that are going to have to be fixed. Um, I, as much as a look, I, I think your core is definitely Natasha, Ariel, Maisha, Elena. That's your core. Behind that. What does it look like? Alicia Clark will be a free agent, um, and she's a year going to be a year older. Um, do you keep Elizabeth Williams? Do you keep Tiana Hawkins? Do you keep Shatoya Walker Kimbrell? Um, Avina Westbrook, I believe, will is considered a reserve player, and Rory Machido are a reserve player. I mean, after this year, you're under contract. Are Deladon, Natasha Cloud, Ariel, Shakira Austin. And Maisha Hines Allen. Um, he's made it clear that he's gonna look for some veteran uh looking to free agency. He's probably gonna get a vet. I think he has the money to do that. Um, and I don't know where we're gonna be in the lottery pick. Um, I'm praying that it is the number one overall pick again. Um, because I mean, whatever he gets, um, this draft 
definitely has the potential. Um, however, there are some, there were potential first round picks that are either gotten hurt or um, they've they're um, they're going to stay another year. Paige Beckers will be not in this draft. Uh, Akoya Lee from Kansas State, she's not going to be in the draft because she's injured. Uh, there's just a lot um, questions. Like I, I said, <laughs> I, I, I joked about this. This is the year. This is this this is the year of transition, and I feel like this could be the off season. We see the Washington the Washington Mystics transition definitely in 2023 because the the group that we had out there this this season it's it's going to be different i don't think you're going to see the same team out there you saw this year um i think you're going to see some changes i think you're going to see a bit more of a, a three three and d team um i don't even i think the players that we had i think knew the system i just think that when you're dealing with Elena not being in the lineup, and then there was a point where you had players either that were injured, COVID protocol lists, that threw some things off. Um, Coach T's made it clear that he wants his team to make more threes, even though we never found a rhythm this season. Um, he said he wants more athleticism, somebody who can particularly on the perimeter, um, can create command double teams, and get to the lane, get fouls. But again, you could have done that this past offseason. Um, I, I like when he said in his ex interview, we need people that can make shots. I was very concerned about that because, um, Who are you pointing to? Because that was kind of pretty much, honestly, everybody the whole season. And that's not a knock on them, but that was that's a reality. Like, um, there's some questions. Like I said, I just gave you free agents that are, not, that are going to be free agents. I say the biggest one that stands out the most is Alicia Clark. I mean, yeah, she posted the third lowest field goal percentage and three-point percentage of her career. She's unrestricted. She's still going to be 35. Um, I mean, just her leadership, um, that matters. And I could see her being back, but who else do you, who else do you bring, who do you sign? Um, those are, those are things that we have to ask, um, because the culture in Washington is now that it's intact now, you have to go in the free now. You have to go into this off season, whether it's free agency or the draft. How you acquire that? That's up to Coach T. Like I, I think anything with the core that you have right now, I, I you, it, it's a starting point to building a a a, a much better team. Because this year there are some good. There's gonna be this, this free agency class is gonna be great. Now I'm not saying he's gonna go out there and sign Brianna Stewart or Tiffany Hayes or Courtney Vandersloot, but I, I think he personally needs he needs a, he needs a four he needs a wing player that can shoot a little bit younger. 
I think he needs a center off the bench. He needs a point guard off the bench that can shoot. There is a low, there's a good amount of free agents out here. Let me just give you an example. Uh, I'm looking at Tiffany Mitchell is one. That's a potential free agent. Um, you can look at someone like Brittany Sykes. Um, there's a good amount of this. There's some, there's some good guards there. Courtney Williams is another one. Uh, you've got uh, <laughs> Gabby Williams, maybe Nazare Stevens, uh, Dierica Hamby. Well, you know, Dierica Hamby's not going anywhere. She's going to stay in Vegas for sure. But I'm just looking at what's, what's available. And it all depends on what Coach T does. Now, when I look at the cap for Washington going into this year, um, he has just a little bit. He'll have enough. He'll have he'll have plenty of cap going into the off season. So he'll have a little under, give or take. I did the math about a million because the cap is going to go up to about a million and some change. So you got five players under contract. So I mean, he has some money to definitely um, wiggle around. So I. It's going to be an interesting offseason for sure. Um, they definitely took the strides and got better. But I, I you know, they – I think getting to the playoffs this year was the first step. And next year, I think you'll see a better Washington Mystic team. Than what we saw this year. Now, I'm not saying they didn't play well. I mean, you saw Ariel Atkins and Natasha Cloud getting Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Shakira Austin, you know, was a candidate for Rookie of the Year, making All Rookie Team. Um, you definitely saw flashes of what this team could be. I personally think, in my in my opinion, I think we tried to run it back like it was 2019, and it simply didn't work that way. Um, and I think again, also too. I think money, and I think also too not truly establishing roles. Um, there's some things that he also too from 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 a coaching perspective. I think he has to be better at. Like, I think next year you're going to see the offense go through Shakira Austin. Because I was very surprised when he stated uh, when she said that she had to really kind of learn stuff on her own, and I. That bothered me, but I could understand where he or she was coming from. Um, I, I mean, other than that, I, I think that's that's the key. It's just what's next. What's next is he got to see what's out there in free agency. You got to see what's out there out there in the draft. Now, just a a potential look into the draft for twenty twenty three. Um, we know that your number one overall pick will be Aaliyah Boston without a shadow of a doubt. But you've got Diamond Miller out of Maryland, Haley Jones out of Stanford, uh, Ashley Jones, Iowa State, Elizabeth K uh, Kitley out of Virginia Tech, Ashley Owusu out of Virginia Tech, Asia Blackwell, Rakia Jackson, uh, Zia Cook. Uh, those are just some names just to give you off the, you know, who are, who are going to be in the 2023 WNBA draft. Mind you, uh, Paige Beckers is not there. Corey Lee's not there due to injuries. Um, all depends on what we do with the lottery. 
And also, too, depends on how free agency looks. Those are the things. I think that's what's the key for the Washington Mystics going forward. Um, but for the most part, I think it was a good season. Um, I just think this is a it's not reset, but refresh. I think everybody has to get to a place of, okay, we, we made the playoffs. Now we got to be better than what we were. And that's what I see the Washington Mystics doing in this offseason, getting ready for the 2023 um, season. Now, my concern I have for the next season, because we all know this prioritization rule, uh, you have to be back by a certain time for the WNBA season or you will be suspended uh, without pay because um, you have to report by May 1st, if I'm saying that date correctly. Um, if they do miss the start of training camp, they will be fine. I mean, this year they were already getting fined. I think it was like 200 something dollars. Um, but if they miss the start of the regular season, they will be suspended for that year without pay. And then going into next year, if they don't join any training camp, they'll be suspended for the entire priest, the whole, the whole thing. Um, because, I mean... Like, for example, and you'll see, and you know what I'm talking about, Brianna Stewart, she signed a one-year deal this year with the Seattle Storm. I think her salary was a little under $229,000. That's a fraction of the $1.5 million she was making with the Russian basketball team, Uh, UMMC uh, Acklesburg. That's the basketball team. Um, She did actually leave them to play for a team in Turkey, Furbank. I'm saying if I'm saying that right. If I if I mispronounce the name, I apologize. Um, we all know, obviously, they make more money overseas, and most of everybody is going overseas. So uh, that's something to watch out for, um, because I mean, <laughs> they already have. With lately internationally starting late, that conflicts with the season. Like I, like John Paul Jones, I think missed like the first week and a half last year because she was coming from oh, where was she coming from? I want to say it was Spain that she was coming from. So that that's another thing. So that is a part of the lovely CBA that they signed back in 2020. Um, I do hope that when their CBA is up, I think they can opt out as early as 2024, 2025. They can opt out of it. I really hope they get rid of that clause. I get it. You're trying to pay them more money to stay here. But if you're making more overseas, I'm, I'm going with that bag. Uh, that's, that's just me. Um, and especially next year, you gotta you gotta you gotta ask yourself. You're playing four more games. I uh, will be there's gonna be 40 games on this season. Uh, I thought the league did a I, I, and I and I had and I was in the, that Zoom conference. I wanted to ask Commissioner Kathy Engelberg this question. You know, with <clears throat> players vocally speaking out against traveling, what does the league take? What what steps are the league? What steps are the league taking to ensure that there is traveling 
uh, adequate traveling from point A to point B. And then unfortunately that question was not asked because everybody decided to just raise their hand or already, or they only have a lot of a certain amount of time. That was my question I wanted to ask her uh, because you got to take into account 40 games. Traveling's not that great because like you had a basketball team literally sleep. Half the team was at an airport, half the half, half the half at a hotel. Um, and you got to talk about the fact that the fact that we squeezed 36 games in the midst of a FIBA season, that's very dangerous um, with little to no rest. Um, so I'm really hoping that the season is better next year. But um, yeah, so uh, with that being said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, be tuned in for future episodes. Be tuned in for the Maryland versus SMU football preview. Um, those are my thoughts about the Washington Mystics. Uh, I think it was a great season. I'm optimistic. I'm ready for next year. Um, again, thank you to, for all those that have uh, really given me the confidence um, and just have guided me along, you know, this journey. It's been, it's been one, it's been fun. Um, you know, it's, it's probably one of the best summers I've had in quite a long time. And uh, I know, you know, celebrate the moment. The grind doesn't stop, but um, I don't know, again, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be a part of that media coverage. And, uh, uh, you know, I just thank God for that. And I just can't wait to see what God has has store for me going in next season. I cannot wait for that. But until then, uh, closing message, uh, be great. Uh, do what makes you happy. Don't let anybody deter you from your goals, your dreams. Reach and don't look back. You want to be something, set your mind to it, proclaim it, work hard for it, because only you can do it. And people are going to are going to find ways to stop you. But uh, make sure you have a, a strong support group around you, whether it's friends, whether it's family, friends. Um, but make sure that you're following what you do what makes you happy. And uh, that is my closing message of of the night <clears throat> excuse me need some water <laughs> but uh, ladies and gentlemen that's going to conclude the episode please like comment subscribe uh, i will catch you guys on the flip side thank you for tuning in y'all have a good night peace stay up uh, but i get sick of these guys complaining uh, these you young guys they never call us and say when a coach is wrong, I'm going to call him out. But when players are wrong, I'm going to call them out. Thanks for the kind words. But listen, I'm going to criticize guys that they deserve it. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. Thank you for tuning in to Big Nate Sports Talk. If you enjoyed that episode and you want to see more content, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Bring your sports game on Big Nate Sports Talk. Sports Talk.